Disco Lady Ada Special Hi. Storm Edition. You surprised me. I was looking so deeply in the eyes <laughs> of my, my circuit board. Uh, yeah, hello. It's a, We're doing a, a Saturday uh, Desk of Lady Ada. It's a little bit uh, earlier than our usual Sunday show, but that's because, uh, well, partially we're not sure what's going to happen tomorrow. There's this big storm coming in. We thought we would um, we would get this uh, yeah. show on the road. Uh, we're the type people, On the day we know we can do it. Yeah, we're the type of people, if we could take care of something now and get the show out more, we'll do it. Yeah, and you know, and then tomorrow, whatever happens, look, we'll be we'll yeah. still be online. We won't do a show, of course, but uh, then next week we'll probably be back to yeah. Sunday. All right, All so right. what are you working on this week? All right, well, this week, as I was gazing deeply, I was just wrapping up a design for a new STEM IQT board. I had a bunch of people recently email ask for an MCP 23017. That's a 16-channel I.O. expander over I2C. Um, we actually stock the DIP version of this chip. And so, like, I've always kind of been like, I do we need a breakout? I mean, like, the DIP chip you can use in a breadboard. But, you know, there's people who probably want to use STEM IQT and have, like, a plug-and-play experience uh, with this chip and, and make, make it easy. And it's a little cost enough. It's not a big deal. I can, you know, we already stock this component because we use it in one of our, um, a couple of our, our boards. Um, we, you know, we like the MCP 23017. I thought it showed on the uh, um, computer. You want to? Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is the uh, the QFN chip here, and then uh, you know it's kind of a weird design because there's so many pins broken out. What I did is I made the right side. Uh, this is the B channel, eight pins, and the A channel, uh, eight pins, so it's sixteen total. And then a, a, a row of ground pins. They're they're covered with solder mask here so it'll have like a white stripe behind them but it'll be a copper three of course and then on the um the left side i have the control pins you know uh i squared c and, and power and then you know the interrupts and um address pins and then it's it's stomach qt it's just really long you can still chain them so uh, you know i'll order the pcbs for this uh shortly um so that's the stomach qt design but what i worked on is um let's see led driver and uh so this board that i've been working on for a bit um i we finally got the pcbs in it's the 13 by 9 uh rgb matrix and so the pcbs came in and we fabbed them we shot a little one minute video that you folks can watch on youtube or twitter or whatever um, but i thought i'd also show the board on the overhead so let me show it off to start and Okay, so we've got that uh, IS31, uh, FL 3741 over here. It's kind of a weird design. The reason I did it this way is because, um, not like most STEMIQT boards, I wanted to have these be uh, tileable. So, you know, the LEDs are at the edge, so you can, you know, chain them side by side. You can have four of them on, on one I2C bus. So if you wanted to make, you know, a longer shape or like a, you know, a rectangular shape or something, you could do it. Um, the prototype didn't have this bottom area. It was actually like you could tile it also the bottom way. But I was actually really worried that the LEDs would get cracked off. Um, I didn't like having three exposed sides. And I thought like, well, I think people will, will, you know, if you really want a large matrix, you should use an RGB, you know, LED matrix like the, the yeah. 32 by 64s we have. You shouldn't, this is that kind of designed for small um, layouts. And so even though it's like, you know, why not do the thing? It's like, well, I thought mounting holes would be more useful. So I made a design decision. Yeah. Um, these are actually made with two different LEDs. You can actually sort of see on the overhead. This one is slightly whiter uh, cover to the LED than this one. 
Um, I got two sources of LEDs. Of course, I love to dual source components. So the LEDs themselves are dual sourced. They're about a penny a piece, uh, analog RGB, two millimeter LEDs. And um, basically what we did is we split the job in half. We made uh, 48 boards total. So 24 were with one LED and 24 with the other. Um, and that's four panels each. And the reason we did that is, is to check the yield, right? If there's, if the copper, um, plating or the tin coating on one LED wasn't, because if one LED doesn't work, the whole thing doesn't work, right? So this is a very, to me, like emotionally stressful board to put together because whenever, you know, if you have a board with only six things, it's like, okay, you only have six things to worry about. You have a board with 130 things, now you have many more to work, worry about. And if one doesn't work, the whole thing has to be thrown out because you're not going to be able to rework this. This is very hard to rework um, without damaging all the LEDs. So. You know, having the yield be uh, perfect is, is essential uh, to making this board possible. Um, but actually, both came out uh, quite nice. So I thought uh, I can show, uh, I have two basic demos. One is the uh, GFX demo, which is, um, you know, a little text, colorful text demo. This is I squared C, so I just plugged in over here into my Metro board, my breadboard. Okay, uploading, and it's going to be very bright, so I'll put the the cover on it. Okay, uploading. Go, go, so there you go. Um, so you've got to, let's see if I can get this to, uh, no, it doesn't like it, but uh, you can see it's got a, a colorful, you know, the, the yeah. colors are changing and the text is scrolling through um, on uh, the LED matrix. Uh, so a great little, uh, a great little demo, really fast and easy to do. Um, and of course, I'll probably show a demo also with, with two boards. And then, uh, so it's actually ready to go. So the, the tests, you know, the, you know, the testers are made. We'll, we'll put these in the shop, um, you know, this, this coming week. This will be the new product for the week. And then um, the other project which I was working on is the deconstruction version of this, right? Which is you take this LED matrix and you split it apart into uh, LED glasses. So this layout is it took me like a week to do this layout because it was a total pain um and um so now we've got it's kind of weird because it's got like five by 12 leds here right there's a little like scrolling texty square area you can there's a lot of resistors but you can still see that there's a grid of leds and then overlaid on that grid are two 24 led circles because one thing I really always liked about your NeoPixel goggle project is I like the look of round glasses. You know, you might want to have like texture designs, but you also want the, the round uh, element as well. So um, it's kind of got a, a mix of both, which I think is it's kind of a unique uh, design that, that Philby uh, came up with, we kind of collaborated on. So the, the next part that I got to do, because we, you know, actually what, what's interesting is I did not put this together by hand because this is a, a, a the, these boards, I, they, the first proto I put together by hand and it's, it's a total nightmare to hand place these. So what we did is we actually programmed the pick and place to do one PCB um, at a time. I, I have my pick and place so I can do it. You cannot do this with a board house. They will normally not put together. They will not program a pick and place for two PCBs. They only made, only made two of these, you know, this one and, and, and this one. Um, because uh, I'm boss lady and I own the pick and place, I was like, and then I told, I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I, I make every prototype by hand except for this. It's not worth it. So, uh, but they were happy to because it's, it's going to be the same design for the final. So we loaded it in and then we did a little laser cut piece to hold it down uh, flat because it's there's nothing to grip onto here. It's because it's rounded, 
and uh, we put it through the pick and place. And actually, this board, um, it's a little hard to see because I'm running that Adafruit text demo, but of course, yeah. it doesn't map because all the LEDs are in different. Yeah, it's going in different it's not directions. Split. You can kind it's of, cool looking, yeah. You can sort of see like the RUIT. You can sort yeah. of see the text, but it's like split apart and weird because the RGB it's mapping. Trying. Is a pain, and so uh, I, that's the part I have to do next, which is map. Do you want to do a couple questions on this? Well, let me just wrap up, and then we'll, right. we'll do it. So we got to do the do the mapping uh, for it, which is going to be annoying because I'm gonna you know I have to figure out like how am I gonna do that in software? I don't I don't know how yet to indicate that there's both a a flat area and two round areas. So it might actually end up being, you know, you get three objects: the left ring, the right ring, and then the text overlay, and and you'll kind of address them as three different objects, but underlying it will be one chip, which is like weird, but why not? Um, and I'll probably do that in, in Python first because it's, it's faster to do the iter iteration because, again, the math is, is a little, to be honest, it's a kind of psychotic because, like, some, like, on one line, half of them are here and one are here. And then, like, these, you know, even though these are lines, they actually, because they're not, because there's the numbers, it doesn't divide evenly. Like, it kind of curls up and then this one, like, curls around. And, like, basically, you know, I made it all work, but there's, it's not, it's totally nonlinear. Um, so we're gonna have to fix that all. We'll fix that in post, as they say. So this is uh, this is the beginning of the design. But I think it'll look cool. All right. So the, what's the question? All right. Some of the questions um, that came up. Yeah. Uh, how, how do you factor yield into the your price on that? And then are those NeoPixels or dot stars? These are neither NeoPixels nor dot stars. That's okay. what makes it actually possible then, to do this. They're they're analog RGB LEDs. So check out the previous desk of ladyasers where we. We talk about why not dot stars or neopixels. Right. The yield is is multiplied by the cost, the inverse of the cost, and and you know if you if you have bad yield, then then you have to increase the cost by whatever multiplier gives you that yield. Usually, yield improves. I, I'm not worried about it. Um, the yield about this too much because um, even though it is it is a, a nightmare to have 133 components on a board, um, you know the LED matrices we get are low cost and they have thousands of LEDs per board and they, and they make it work. So I think we can make this work as well. Okay. All right. Keep going. What else you got? Uh, okay. So that's the PCB. So I thought then uh, if there's no more questions, we could kind of roll into... Oh, can you uh, can you lift up the diffuser from touching it all the way to a little bit further out? Just like this? Yeah. And then go closer, closer, closer. This is up against closer. it. That's up against it. Good, good like an inch out. Oh, that's nice. Like the New York City concert was canceled. So this is like our simulation yeah. of this concert. Do, 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 do. Okay. This means something. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, you want to do the great search? Yeah. Let's do the great search. All right. Where in the world is that part I need? The great search with DigiKey. The great search brought to you by DigiKey and Adafruit. Lady Ada uses her powers of engineering to find the things that you're looking for every single week. Okay. All right, this week we have a special request. I don't think you got the grab your window computer and I have the graphic up here. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Give me really big. Yeah, you want to... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll pop really fast. Yeah, we saw this on YouTube, so... Okay, you know. so we had a YouTube comment uh, from uh, Saiful Co. Hi there, I would like to suggest a request a great search segment. Please do a booster DC-DC switching uh, regulator, one with low quiescent current that is great for battery-powered IoT device. I'm obsessed with battery, sorry, with low power devices. Okay, 
Uh, yes, that's a good idea. It's actually quite hard uh, to search. I, you know, what's funny is it's the thing that everybody wants, but it's actually quite hard to search for. And the reason it's hard to search for is there's, unlike linear regulators where the, the pass-through current is, um, sorry, linear regulators have, you know, there's two components. There's the current you're drawing and the quiescent current. And the, you know, the quiescent current does increase with more pass-through current, but not, you know, at, at low currents, it's very steady. It's like, you know that if you're drawing a milliamp or less, uh, the quiescent current is going to be, you know, five microamps, 10 microamps, whatever. And then you just add to that whatever the current going through it is because it's a linear regulator, the current in is the current out. It, it's, it's almost completely identical other than quiescent. Whereas for boost converters, for DC-DC converters, uh, particularly boost converters, of course, more current goes in than goes out because the, you know, there's more voltage on the output than the input. And so by definition, if you're drawing one milliamp, you know, if you're in your microcontroller system, your IoT thing is, is drawing, say, you know, one milliamp of current, um, it could be drawing, it could be so inefficient that it's drawing 10 milliamps from the source battery. And so while what normally we would call quiescent current is something you're looking for, um, you're actually also looking for the efficiency at low currents. And we'll, I'll give you, you know, there are, again, dozens and dozens of DC regulators, and, and I'm not, it, it's actually quite hard to find the exact, you know, it's like you don't have, you didn't have any specifications for the input voltage or output voltage or current requirements or whatever. So I'm not going to find the specific chip, but I'll give you uh, some hints at how to use the search to find uh, something close to what you want. So that's kind of the best I can do, given the broad uh, specification required. Um, so uh, first up, you know, um, if you go to uh, DigiKey, so let's go to my computer, and uh, you search for, you know, DC-DC uh, control converters. Note that there's DC-DC uh, converters and DC-DC controllers. Controllers usually require um, having external uh, transistors, like if they control transistors are good for high current or weird high voltage or like other very weird uh, setups. 99% of the time these days people don't use controllers, they use converters where they regulate, everything's kind of built in, usually you toss an inductor, maybe a diode, a couple capacitors and you're, and you're done. So um, just note that there's, there's you know, two versions, converters and controllers here. Uh, and uh, we're gonna go with the converter. There's 10 times as many, so not surprising. That's another thing. There's over a quarter million different converters, so it's going to be uh, a beast to, to find something. But, you know, a couple things that I'm going to quickly do to just uh, pare this down is I'm going to look for in stock only, and uh, which is going to basically take away 90% because a <laughs> lot of chips aren't in stock, um, and uh, exclude marketplace. So we're only looking at stuff that's in stock at DigiKey. Um, I'm also going to look for ones that only have a single output voltage and they're active so you know you'll be able to get them i'm assuming you know this is for somebody manufacturing so you want it in stock now and also you want it to be available um also you know you, you didn't mention any voltage requirements but i'm going to say uh you want a boost converter that gives you you know from a couple alkaline batteries maybe a lithium ion battery up to five volts just that may not be what it is but hey you know i'm doing the best i can um and also you know it'll probably be a surface mount um Actually, did I pick the right? Yeah, I think I picked the right chip. Um, okay, so I want. 
Oh, you know what? I picked modules by accident. Whoops. I didn't mean to do that. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I picked power supplies board mount. That's not what I wanted. See? Made a mistake. DC, DC converter. I wanted the, sorry, I wanted the voltage regulators, DC, DC I like how you show how you can get down a path, but then how you can back out of it. Yeah, sorry, the DC-DC converters is actually like plug-in outlet things, because I, like, I was like, why is this all like very physically large? I wanted the, the, the chips themselves. If I had looked at the images, I would have noticed, but let's look at the, uh, the, the chips. Okay, so I'm looking at uh, voltage regulators, DC-DC switching regulators. This makes more sense. So I still want in stock, and I'm going to exclude marketplace. Okay. And I want active parts, and I want ones with a single output. I'm going to make it simple. One output. Um, I'm going to look at only, uh, you know, there's ratio metric, uh, step up, whatever, whatever, whatever. I just want basics. You know, there's ones that can be step up, step down. I'm just going to do step up only and uh, not ratio metric, just every day. So let's do that. <clears throat> Um, I also want to have adjustable fixed figure. Well, it doesn't really matter. Um, I don't want charge pump. I kind of want boost, but there's a lot of options. I think I'll leave this for now. And I want it to be positive only. I only need positive output. Okay, so the one thing that you'll notice of all these searches that, oh, and I think uh, I do want it to be synchronous. Synchronous means that you don't need uh, a diode on the output. Usually it makes it a little bit more efficient. Um, so you'll note that because I required it to be in stock, there's not a lot of options. Um, a lot of DC regulators are out. But one thing you'll notice is that there you can select input mins and output mins and current outputs and switching and synchronous and whatever and packages. One thing you can't search for is quiescent current. Another thing you can't search for is the uh, boost converter mode. So for low for when you're dealing with low currents, there's two modes. There's PFM and PWM, and there's probably others I'm not thinking of, but those are the kind of two popular ones. Um, and DigiKey even has a article. It's like, oh, I should, I should, you know, if you want to look in more detail, they have an article using PFM to improve switching DC-DC regulator efficiency at low loads. We've also covered, whenever we covered boost converters, you know, they're often a pin that allows you to change which mode. Um, if you look here and here on the left, this is PWM mode, which is efficient at high uh, current, you know, 100 milliamps, 10 to 1,000 milliamps, you get fairly good efficiency, 90, 95. However, when you get to low efficiencies, uh, it plummets to 20%, 30% efficient, which like totally sucks because if you're going to spend a lot of your time at that low current and you want to be asleep for a very long time, uh, you want good efficiency at low current. Um, so the trade-off is... PFM mode, which is on the right, uh, which PFM stands for, let's see, pulse frequency modulation, which is actually a little bit like PDM. It changes, you know, changes the frequency to, to adapt to the load. Um, you get much, much better efficiency at low current. So you'll want to find something with PFM mode. But of course, like you saw, um, that's not a searchable thing on DigiKey. And uh, that's okay. I mean, like with regulators, there are so many specific weirdnesses that you're you're not going to be this is why it's hard to search for them um this is where i would actually say to go to something like ti and 
you know, because GI make boost regulators. A lot of companies make boost regulators and use their search to find parts and then go to DigiKey to see if they have them in stock. So, um, for example, if you look for the step up boost regulator section on TI.com, you'll see they're like, do you want a controller? Do you want a converter? And I want a converter. And here you can actually search, uh, you know, let's say I want uh, from about uh, 2.5 volts to maybe, uh, you know, 4 volts max. And I want uh, 5 volts out and then maybe uh, a quarter of an amp, 250 milliamps, you know, so it's Wi-Fi or LoRa or something. And then um, I want to search by quiescent current, which they do have here, the typical quiescent current. Um, you can find some good options. So the only problem is these, uh, you know, I'll, I'll search for this one, which I don't, uh, let me make a new digi key thing. If you search for this part, I didn't search for this particular one, but I'm like 99% sure. Oh no, actually this one is in stock. This one is in stock, but the, hold on. The one I was searching for, this one, the 61, 322. One moment, integrated circuit chips. It pretty much has like almost, it doesn't really have any in stock. Um, this is a different chip, I think. But for the, the regulator, there's like 900 in stock of this one and the other versions that they don't. So, you know, the, this is the challenge is like, the, you're not going to be able to when you go to the company site like you know, TI or Maxim or, or Analog, you'll get all the part options, but then when you actually search for the part on DigiKey, they may not be in stock. And TI is never going to tell you, like you can't search by what is actually available. You can only like search by prices and stuff. Um, one, of the, one of the chips that did make it in this list is the TPS uh, 61023, which we actually have a breakout for. Um, and this one is... Uh, fairly high current output. Um, another thing that uh, you might want to look for is they have they do have like other things you can search for on TI. So like light load efficiency is one thing. So if you go to, uh, this would be under features, you can set things that you want. Like if you're like, oh, I really want bypass mode or light light load efficiency um, you can see these parts and then, you know, you can search for, like, this is, you know, a six microamp quiescent current part. That's the part I was searching for before. Um, yeah, so you can see, you know, what, sorry, you can see the, sorry, the quiescent current here, I'm switching uh, frequency max and min, because again, usually there's uh, multiple frequencies you can switch at and also put it to PFM mode. And then um, you can go back to DigiKey to, to actually buy it and, and see if it's in stock. Um, the other thing that I did is if you do want to not go through every factory and search for like the different parts within like the TI or Maxim brands, is I did do a search where um, I just sorted by price and then I looked like what was in stock and what was available. And um, I did notice that there were a lot of um, these, this part which I actually kind of liked was named low, low power boost converter. 
Um, and it was available in a fairly easy to solder package and there's a lot of them in stock, which was pretty surprising. And there's even a, uh, a featured product um, list of this. I don't know if I covered this on INMPI, but um, the reason I thought this was interesting is it has a um, input to output bypass feature. So basically you can turn off the DC converter and have the input current input voltage go to the output so you don't have that you don't have that boost converter inefficiency you basically turn it into a linear regulator um if you have a chip that you know and this is something we, we did cover this on, on impi there there's this idea of like okay if you have something with a radio because you're using iot but your radio you can turn off your radio and run the whole system at a lower voltage like two volts and then turn on the boost converter to put it to high voltage mode so then you can use the radio at a higher voltage and get more current output. Um, that's a good trick to get the low power savings of having a lower voltage, lower quiescent current because it's in a, a pass-through linear mode. And then when you're ready to actually use Wi-Fi or LoRa or Bluetooth, you kick this up to five volts or three volts or whatever you need to get that extra voltage lift turn on your radio, do your transmission at a high uh, voltage, high power output. And then when you're done, again, go back into a low power mode. So I thought that this was kind of neat. This also has a, um, this takes a little small, but uh, it has a automatic uh, PFM PWM operation. So that's another good sign if you wanted to use uh, something with low quiescent current and also has 4.5 microamps, typical quiescent. So even though this wasn't, you know, I, I, I was kind of looking around and seeing what chips were available. I was thinking if, if you're a, you know, a beginner especially, um, and it's available in an MSOP package, which it looks like it is, this would be uh, easier to solder than a lot of the BGA packages. And it looks like it's designed for IoT. So this might be a good chip uh, to check out, especially since they had a lot of these in stock. Um, you can pick up the MCP16, 418 and family there's there's a bunch of these there's one uh fixed and adjustable and i think you know various uh, voltages um so yeah check these out i think these are these are pretty cool these could be a, a good a good option for a you know fairly inexpensive it's about a dollar a piece iot ready low quiescent current auto pfmp pwmo dc dc converter so i'll try them out if they work out for you let me know all right that's a great search yay where in the world is that part I need? The Great Search with DJK. All right, so that's Desk of Lady Ada for yes. this week, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll have our shows during the week. Uh, tomorrow we'll probably post some stuff up on social media more, but we got the show out and the Great Search, and so uh, probably going to be a little bit flooded. We got a little text message that says there's going to be power outages in your area. Yeah, that's another thing. We got All a power outage warning. sorts of fun. But we've got, uh, well, we don't have candles, but we do have neopixels and we have a solar charger. That's so right. uh, we're going to keep it going. Not our first rodeo. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for tuning in on this special Saturday edition of Desk Bye. Stay dry.